narrow knowledge, one off. Hey everyone, Nick, your Nero Knowledge podcast host. I am coming to you with a one-off episode this week, and that is uh, partially because I'm being ill recently, so I do have a guest in the queue. Unfortunately, I was ill the uh, the day that we had the podcast interview scheduled, so um, I do have that coming next week. It is actually about mental health, so anybody dealing with these issues of um, mental health uh, peoples that we deal with, Within our community, as law enforcement, as police, uh, police agencies themselves, that is coming up. That's actually going to be a very interesting chat. Um, read some of his research material, and I think you guys will get a lot of great information out of that and how um, certain teams have been developed and the research that went into that. Those uh, mental health teams, those kind of law enforcement specialists, in a sense, that were trained to handle mental health in those units. Um, and how that uh, that looks on uh, from the research side of things. So have that coming up for you folks. Um, also in this one-off, kind of want to talk about what we've been discussing and uh, the, the realm of, of race. And now, in a sense, gender is going to be, um, as I perceive it to be, a uh, another issue of contention, right? Um, so what we're capturing for data and what is actually coming about. So in gender, as we're well aware, there's a lot of um, uh, conflict in terms of the fact that we can usually only capture within our record systems one of two uh, genders, right? So it was really the old binary method of things. And if it was unknown, uh, I'm not sure if anybody else's, but our own system that we use um, was allowing for unknown to be the factor. Um, not sure where that came out from the past, uh, but a new addition uh, for New Hampshire, and I know is Massachusetts, that, um, and I'm sure plenty of other states, that the that binary um, gender aspect uh, needs to be resolved and so thankfully those two states did come up with um, utilizing uh, a different method and just basically calling it non-binary so anybody who didn't identify as male or female which i find to be a huge jump obviously in the correct direction and and being progressive um, because there's so many different ones it's going to be, I think, really hard to capture all of that without somebody telling you what they are, right? So um, that, I think, is going to be somewhat of a, a next step, uh, hopefully, in this progression. Hopefully, we can change not only this this race topic, but this gender one. And I'm working with a, a few other people to kind of develop a, a paper, in a sense, that says some of our troubles in not only capturing but also what the public should be perceiving from that as well, um, because it is something that they're not aware of. There needs to be a level of transparency that takes place. So um, that's going to be something I, I think we should probably watch for and pay attention to. Again, what are we capturing? What do we need it for? And who should it come from, right? Uh, it should obviously come from the person that we're interacting with that needs to identify who they are. Not just a name, date of birth that usually gets captured, but in race and gender as well, because everybody's going to be different. Um, and that's part of the individualism of the U.S. So uh, one of the interesting pieces of this 
Um, I had recently, uh, as I was working my job, um, my 40-hour workweek job at this point still, uh, NIBRS became kind of an issue. So anybody dealing with NIBRS as well might run into this where certain crimes obviously need to have apparently a gender role and it needs to be binary. So as we submitted our um, numbers to the state of New Hampshire, who then review them before, um, you know, confirming that they are accurate because there's a certain coding level that needs to take place, right? There, it was found that what we had put in, Nibers didn't ex accept because this person was non-binary. The Nibers didn't want that. They wanted male or female. So even in 2020, even in this system, in this progressive era that we attempt to be in, Nibers wasn't accepting our non-binary aspect. It was not acceptable. So after some conversation, thankfully for us, it was not a crime in our jurisdiction, so we can't claim it as such. So Nibers does a pretty good job of that. It needs to be at the jurisdiction of origin, right? Um, so thankfully, I don't have to deal with that. Our agency doesn't have to. And uh, the agency that, that will have to is probably going to have to struggle a little bit on how to, to capture that. Since that person, again, uh, didn't classify as non-binary, what are we supposed to do? I, I don't want to falsely claim somebody as one gender or the other in the traditional sense if that's not how they identify, right? Because now we're skewing exactly what has taken place. So as we continue to attempt to define these new um, these new fields, these new aspects, right, that, that used to be fairly traditional, what are we going to be doing to capture those, to make those changes and make the public aware that these changes need to take place and how they have taken place and what their definition is, right? So it's a whole lot of changing that needs to happen. We won't see it overnight, obviously, but that's what's coming down the pipeline, I think. So along with race, uh, you know, kind of stay tuned for gender and, and be aware of it. Um, how it should come out, well, I guess we'll see how the uh, conversation happens and there'll be a, kind of like a white paper in a sense to, uh, to look forward to in the upcoming months, hopefully. By the turn of the year, the people I'm working with will have a nice uh, layout, hopefully sooner than later, but by the end of the year, we'll, we'll have something for everybody to, to take a look at. So uh, with that, uh, thank you to everybody who attended and showed up for it was my largest webinar uh this access one we did this past friday the 9th and uh, hopefully people got some great material out of that in the terms of the automation i am hosting another one for power bi um, on the friday the 23rd um, so look for that that's neuroca.com n-i-r-o-c-a.com <clears throat> you'll be able to find that and sign up for that register for that soon um, and that will be uh, something that we delve into. And I'll be talking about the desktop publishing and dashboards. And so basically uh, clouding and sharing once you get those things published. So we'll go over some of that material and kind of how to streamline your work in that, uh, in that fashion in Power BI. So um, with that, again, stay tuned next week. I will have a uh, podcast guest for you 
He is from the Canadian Society of Evidence-Based Policing. And again, we'll be uh, discussing the dealings with uh, the public and uh, the mental health issues that have come across and the units that have been uh, created at some agencies and how they function and what comes out of that. So uh, that's what's going on. And hopefully we will be uh, up and running a little bit smoother this end of the year as uh, I know New England comes into winter. Uh, everybody's going to be stuck indoors for the rest of the time, so some cabin fever is going to be on the rise, I'm sure. Uh, but with that, hope everybody's doing well. Stay safe, and uh, as always, be good to each other. Another great episode of Nero Knowledge. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite service. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at Nick at neroca.com. It is nick at neroca.com.